0: Ghosts
1: are horny. Oogie.
0: Revisiting female violence. (laughs) That could be any of these episodes.
1: I I hate to bring up bugs. (laughs) Once again, I have to bring up bugs. Six quick and easy steps for your common demon summoning. I accept this headcanon.
0: Liberal propaganda. Damn cucks.
1: This is a John Winchester hate zone.
0: Could have had like Killer him. Optimus Prime, and he had to be racist.
1: Had to be fucking racist. squeeter. Hi, and welcome to On the Road with Supernatural, the podcast where we watch and discuss Supernatural episode to episode from the beginning. I'm Jasper Graydon.
0: I'm Jordan Grimm.
1: And I'm Ellie. And we'll be your hosts for this Monster of the Week journey through American folklore and Christian mythology. So say you come into possession of a full-sized van that you're going to kind of half live in and you want to personalize the paint job. What kind of insane mural are you painting on the outside of this van?
0: So this is a very passionate topic for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to apologize to everyone. I've like always had a weird obsession with 50s to 80s like campy fantasy art in particular my My, like one of my all-time favorite artists is Mm -hmm. frank franzetti Mm -hmm. who like specifically did the artwork for like conan books and like 80s swords and sorcery stuff
1: yeah that and, heavy metal shit
0: yeah exactly um i actually have a couple of his prints in my other room along with a bunch of calendars i collected and my mom saw my apartment for the first time last week and she came in and was immediately like this looks incredibly satanic which <laughs> felt hilarious. very validating i yes. love that for you but it's gonna be a wizard but he's gonna be super buff and he's going to be shooting lightning out of his hands into the wind, but the wind is going to be fighting back and it's blown up the back of his rope. So you just get like full man wizard ass. Oh my God, I Jordan. See it. <laughs> and yeah, he's just fighting like a tornado with a really angry face and there's like other things fighting it too. Yeah, it's going to be pretty, pretty metal.
1: Waking Ned divine level man ass that's extremely old man ass i'm it going is. for
0: more like dilf energy because mm. he's like bearded but buff
1: okay. okay yeah i get it
0: people will want to see the ass
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> 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 all right it's, what about you ally okay.
1: i would take my old ass van and paint it like the batmobile And, like, even paint, like, utility things, but it's just this old-ass fan that is the opposite of what Batman would have. The exact opposite. And that's what I'd go for. So so it would be, like, you would have it hyper-realistically painted as if it had all of these intricate details, but actually it's just a flat surface on a minivan. Oh, yeah, it's just this old-ass fan. So you're, like,
0: Batman without the physical capabilities or money. Got it.
1: I can, just I can the veneer <laughs> the veneer i've got batman's urge to fight okay the okay spirits. okay jasper.
0: what about you jasper
1: i'm gonna get the the goose from the goose game and i'm gonna have the quote from mary oliver's wild geese I'm next down. to it that's what it's gonna be
0: that is a mood i hate
1: that well <laughs> too bad it's my van
0: here we are
1: Today's episode is Season 2, Episode 5, Simon Said, The One Where Dean Succumbs to the Jedi Mind Trick. This episode was written by Ben Edlund. I think it's the first one by Mr. (laughs) Edlund. And directed by Tim Iacofano, I believe that's pronounced, and originally aired on October twenty sixth, 2006.
0: So getting real close to Halloween now. Weirdly yeah. not a super Halloweeny episode. Yeah, though. way
1: less Halloweeny. I yeah. hate saying Halloweeny. Weenie. <laughs> weenie. And the guy's name is Weems. I'm just gonna be thinking Weenie this whole episode now.
0: Handsome weener <laughs> He was a weener
1: He was. He looks like a knockoff Elijah Wood. He does. He does. Whenever they cropped out his hair it threw me. I was like Frodo.
0: What are you doing off of Mordor?
1: I love when they do the cold open, and then it's turned out to be one of Sam's visions. Yes, Yes. I really, really like that.
0: I was a little sad though because I really liked Doc. I liked his jaunty walk. I liked his massive pants.
1: Why were his pants so big?
0: They flutter in the wind. They get like push him along.
1: He's the guy from Halloween Town. Oh fuck! You're right. I love him so much. I don't want to see him die. Oh, sorry, Doc Jenkins. Mm-hmm.
0: Ugh, I will say coming from bloodlust, I'm like, OK, the second time we're going to have a black character in a while. And he's again, you know, acts of perpetrating violence.
1: violence. Yeah. yeah. Or having violence enacted on him. Exactly. And it's
0: like from a trusted member of society, too. Ugh.
1: And I hate the phrase, don't leave enough turkey if you ask me that's what he says the other guy says i know i'm just amazed that we're jumping from <laughs> discussions of race to don't leave enough turkey sorry, if you ask me but to for such a brutalized saying and then he uses it on another man and himself oh, is something that like i see sat with me not well <laughs> right i w- i was just like allie tone appropriateness <laughs> read the text. <tact>. <laughs> no, but, no having, but you're right you're right yeah having no. something that's so brutal it shouldn't even be used on animals and right. then she have him i was it. glad that they didn't show the body there but yeah. i was aggravated that they showed the body later in the episode after he had been hit by the bus We'll talk about it later. We'll talk. We'll revisit this. But yes, it was frustrating Mm -hmm. that we just did this. We just did this. We just did the racism. Could we get a few not racist? Yeah. We asked the bare minimum here. Yeah. And we get nothing.
0: If we're ready, the transition (laughs) into Roadhouse 2, I have some things. Tell me. Okay. So here's the thing if you like something like it i just like correct me if i'm wrong but joe just very much feels like a girl that's written by a man she has like big pick me girl energy to me she's like immediately like i'm not like other girls i'm good at shooting and playing hunting games i listen to classic rock I... i
1: would agree but i think her relationship with her mother redeems it for me I agree. And I think at this point it's hard to see a whole lot of depth with her, but her character does get expanded a little bit yeah. and I think you'll find that challenge. Yeah, I guess And I will also add that we know that it's just her and her mom and they run this place and the whole thing revolves around hunting monsters, really. So she is super saturated in the environment. Oh, absolutely. So it's it's sort of like, well, of course. Like, Mm -hmm. I think it's just totally expected.
0: It's just like one of the few women that have like a little bit of agency. Mm -hmm. And it's like... Practically a man. uh, Yeah, exactly. That's just like how I feel in this show. But you're right. I mean, I'm obviously... Taking it as I see it since I've not watched this before. No,
1: of course. And I think that's a good perspective to bring in. I agree that it seems like that. You know, it's yet another young woman who doesn't have too much of a story going on outside of having a crush on Dean at this point. And I agree. I think she is a pick-me, definitely, here. I think 100%. But I just think, for me, when you get out of that trope of them then being antagonistic towards other women, maybe it's because I have such a low bar that I'm like, No, no, I get what you're saying, though.
0: That totally makes Mm -hmm. sense. I
1: disagree. I think she just likes what she likes, and that's fine. I only say that because most of the other women portrayed in this show are very feminine. Yeah. So... Mm. Yeah, so we'll just agree to disagree. I do like, though, that they play up her childishness in this episode. Like, she's literally playing an arcade game about hunting. She is playing at hunting and then trying to insert herself into the hunting, even though her mom is sending her away Mm -hmm. and Dean is dismissing her when they're talking about it and all this stuff. I um, think it, that it's was a very cool. smart, yeah, visual moment. I do like the comparison too, with her hustling
0: yeah. and that
1: connection with Dean. Yes. It's so even though I do feel like it's pick me, I'm like, but it, it shows how similar these characters are. Yeah. I did get really intense secondhand embarrassment when she was playing the REO Speedwagon song yeah. specifically to get attention.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was
1: like, oh girl, like we've all been there i feel like but it's still i hate to see it oh i'm like get it girl i just get that attention i don't know i think it's just because dean seems so like almost entirely disinterested in her i'm just like ugh. it just makes me cringe for her like like i'm on her side i'm like i feel you but it Like, it's painful (laughs) to watch.
0: Well, what's so funny is this is, like, the second time he's really dismissive of her advances. The first time he literally was like... I'm not even gonna try.
1: Multiple times they were like, "I'm not in the mood." Essentially, well, yeah. Can we talk about how Dean, when he responds to it, looks like he's gonna start a dance scene. When he slowly looks up from the table, I'm like, "Is he gonna get up and full out dance?" Today? Yeah, no. It literally looks like it's out of the fucking Footloose movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> also, can we please talk about Ash being naked? That whole bit. Okay, so like. First off, he doesn't answer the door for Sam, and then he answers for Dean, which there's plausible deniability that it's because he uses the name on the door, yeah. Dr. Dr. Badass. Badass, or whatever, but why the fuck is he naked? I don't even want to know. know, and he seems like he's been doing cocaine, because he just keeps yes. sniffing really hard. Yeah. He's not just naked, he is opening it until dick, and then like hiding the dick just behind yeah. the door.
0: And then Sam looks down.
1: Well, they both do.
0: Ba- oh, I only saw Sam. But
1: what gets me about that is like Sam is trying to stay casual and still like mm-hmm. interact and just sort of overlook it. But in the background, Dean is like so rigid and yes. tense, yeah. and he's just like ugh, like looking away at all costs. And I'm just like it just seems so. You could say he's erect. I could say that. I didn't. You did. <laughs> I just want to bring that up as many times as I can in this season. Erect posture or non or flaccid. It just, it just seems like overcorrecting. Yes. Yeah. It does. It seems like, like a scene where you walk in on a girl who is changing and then realize, oh, shit, she's naked, and then turn around and you're like... Like it seemed like that to me
0: Or tell them they've missed a spot
1: Oh my god While we're at it because we didn't bring it up the mm-hmm. last time Ash was on screen, I feel it's important to note so that we can redeem ourselves and get our gay cards back that in the previous episode Ash was on screen, he made a reference to Divine um, and Pink Flamingos and then looked directly at Dean to gauge his response. Oh, like, so, a,
0: was it Divine on dog shit?
1: Yeah, something like I that. Guess. Something like that. But yeah, just saying, gay, 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 homo, gay. Yes. Gay. Gay, 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 extra homo, gay. And I think it's funny that they do all this shit, and then on top of that, they gave Ash the straight earring. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Because he has the one earring, but it's on the left side instead of the right. Anytime a man has one earring, I'm just like... Yeah, immediately brings up the question. You're like, gay? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, I literally always have to look it up. I'm like, wait, which side is yes. the gay side? Ledibly. Are you a friend of Dorothy?
0: So speaking of a pair of homos, did you see the boys cute fresh new cuts? They had new haircuts in this yeah. episode.
1: Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah. I Dean's when they're doing close-ups in the yeah, car. He had a, I, Fresh. So,
0: I assume it's just there was probably a small break. Sam's hair was much shorter, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. Dean's was freshly bust, so I imagine they go and get haircuts together.
1: Mm- oh, cute brothers. I, or
0: cut each other's hair. Yeah, I
1: think they cut each other's hair, actually. I love that. Yeah. I don't know if that's canon, but it's, it is now. It is now. I've decided it. Are Um, the authorities? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I am an academic. I have studied supernatural, and I can tell you. I'll just hit you if you tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So. Allie's like, I'll beat your ass. Threats of
0: violence here. Yeah,
1: I don't know why I'm not really that aggressive. No, (laughs) well. Mm. Anyway, so since we're talking about hair, a thought I had during this was about hair color, actually, because Mm. now that we're in season two, there's much more of a Mm. balance between, like, the sort of gray-ish tone that they overlay. You mean they have colours in this season. <laughs> right, right, right. There's there's color. Like things are grey like still but... but it's not so intense that you can't see yeah. stuff. So I was thinking about while looking at their hair, because Jensen's mm-hmm. hair in particular looked extremely light to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The constant fandom arguing about Dean's hair color.
0: I will say This um, is a thing. In this episode oh, yeah. it was a lot more blonde, but I think that's because it was closer to his head.
1: Yes, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So there's that, but I had noticed in other episodes it was, as well. It seems to depend on how bright the sun is. Yeah. How many lights are on his face and like all this stuff. So I can totally see why people are like, yeah, Dean has blonde hair yes people fight about this I there have been shocked. there have been twitter polls i've been in this people call like each other stupid like, over it oh, a decade Damn. there's also the I thing or like people's the hair color changes over it, it time it just looks mm-hmm. brown to me i've just never noticed another thing that's different in between last episode and this oh, episode jared has broken his arm yes <laughs> i was like did i miss something yeah <laughs> Did you not notice his cast?
0: I did notice this cast.
1: And no one mentions it. Usually they'll try to write oh. it in.
0: Yeah.
1: They have such a physical job that yeah. you could see like, oh, broke his arm. True. Doing it something. Makes sense. Maybe what, the zombie girl broke his arm. They give us throwaway lines for fucking everything. Right. When they don't give us one for this, I'd like, what? <laughs> <laughs>
0: This show can be very much focused on telling rather than showing sometimes, so it is kind of weird that they were just like, totally okay to let us. (laughs) Nope,
1: let's skip that. I feel like Dean would have been like, oh, fighting a chupacabra or we forgot to mention before they even go to the roadhouse they have a little tiff about mm. whether or not they should go to the roadhouse
0: oh yeah which i think is
1: interesting mm. because they kind of got into it about the roadhouse in the previous episode too and dean was very like oh i'd be so bored if i had to be there without you and then in this one he's like well i don't want to go because i don't want you there because yeah. he's worried about hunters and I think awesome. that scene is important to talk about, even outside of just the roadhouse, because it sets up the character tension for the entire episode when Dean slips up and calls one of the special children yeah. like a supernatural freak, mm-hmm. yeah. and then Sam is super upset about it, and he tries to play it off by being like, oh, you've always, always been, been a freak, a freak yeah. Yeah. but... It doesn't really help. No, it doesn't. It doesn't.
0: Yeah, because Sam even asked, like, instead of, like, being kind of rude or something, he's like, you really think I'm a freak? Like, I, I was like, oh, I'm no. Sammy.
1: Yeah, he says, so I'm a freak now. Yeah. Uh. Uh. And also in that scene, they talk about Max Miller, and Dean's mm-hmm. like, well, that guy was, like, a foaming at the mouth psycho or yeah. whatever. Which... He never went that far when he was talking about Max in episode 14 from season one, Nightmare. So I was like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Early indications that it's a a Sam episode abounding. As we've discussed, Dean often acts like a Neanderthal or a complete idiot in these episodes or just mean
0: well especially because like max he was like a victim yeah, he was a victim yeah. of abuse it was yeah, yeah. and so to so,
1: call him a psychopath too yeah dean in that episode was less on max's side mm-hmm. yeah. but he never he never went that far i found it very jarring mm-hmm. when he said that but but i understand from a writing perspective it's the up the emotional stakes mm-hmm. and increase the tension between the two of them with yeah. regards to the whole psychic abilities thing. Like, I, I get it. You know what this family needs? More tension. I thought you were gonna say therapy. Oh well, <laughs> legitimately yes. But <laughs> when they leave the roadhouse, we get Dean singing Joe's song, which I do think is a sweet moment. It's cute. It's cute. It's cute enough. I don't know.
0: Dean's just gay. I'm bringing it up. I'm only going off of the information I have. Mm -hmm. As of right now, I truly believe that Dean is just gay at this moment. Mm -hmm. And, like, I don't know. We're just wasting time with this Joe thing.
1: I think he's bi, but that also might be projection. Yeah. I mean, I think that between people who are gay and people who are bi, there's a lot of overlap in Mm. experience. Mm -hmm. People who are gay and who are bi both experience compulsory heterosexuality and pressure to project a certain kind of gender presentation, Mm -hmm. you know, regardless of gender. So, yeah, I mean, I think you can make convincing arguments Mm -hmm. for both, honestly. Like it just depends on how you interpret his specific interactions Mm -hmm. with the female characters in in the show. Like I see him interact with Joe, and I see affection, but not like romantic, right? Like she's a lot younger, and he seems to regard her as a little bit annoying. True in this episode in particular, and you know, like we've talked about, he avoids emotional Mm -hmm. connections with women on the whole and you could argue that that's just because he has issues with trust and intimacy or whatever except for the fact that he seems to get pretty close to men men pretty easily yes and (laughs) stares at their mouths while they make references to famous gay media (laughs) i'm like i don't i'm like i don't know what to say
0: i just want everyone to know where i stand as of episode two x four, Simon says. Oh, this is
1: two x five. Five. Yeah. No, I think that's totally valid. Honestly, I'm sort of teetering on the edge. Like my mom has made some really convincing arguments to me. She's only a little bit farther than this. Mm-hmm. I think she's in the middle of like episode eight in season two um, right now. She's been real busy lately, but she is like, no, that he is gay. Can I tell you all a <laughs> secret? Yeah. Yes. It was pretty early on in the show, but I think one of the biggest fights me and my partner got in. He said he thought Dean was straight, <gasps> and we got in a we got in a big fight. And he's probably gonna be mad. I'm saying this because he listens. He listens every week. I feel like if ben, Dean is, I'm under your bed. Yes. I'm coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> We're
0: gonna put the gay pill in.
1: Put the gay pill what? in. N- mm-hmm. No, I mean, like, I'm going to pop out and <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> scare the straight out of him. It's happening one way or another. Oh, oh that sure. So I am not.
1: I'm just joking. No, this is threat of violence, not of of gay conversion. <laughs> no, it's the gay
0: agenda. It's the gay it's agenda. It's Pride Month, bitches.
1: All the time i like. Are you sure you're straight? Because, like, no one else is. Like, mm. At least that I'm around, but I'm just joking. But it did. It did make me mad. And that's why sometimes I do like that term queer now. I think it's a great term because sometimes, like, there's just the queer experience and it's all shades of gray. And, like, sure. Yeah. People's attraction is really weird and fluid. Like, and same I, with I gender. get that. So I feel like sometimes sure, sure, sure. you just get a vibe that they're queer, but you don't know more. And so I feel like Dean's one of those little conundrums where.
0: Yeah. Sorry. I didn't mean to derail everyone. I just wanted to put. This is
1: relevant. I love these discussions.
0: I just wanted to put a flag atop a mountain.
1: I'm (laughs) glad you're taking a stand, Jordan. Thank you. I feel like I'd rather admit he had cheated, which he hasn't, than tell you all. He thinks Dean's straight.
0: (laughs) You know what I'm actually going to do? I'm going to give you a the boys sexuality check in every season wrap up.
1: I love that. I love that. I'm claiming it now. Incredible. Well, I can tell you what I think right now. They're both bisexual. At the moment, this is what I think. At the moment, I think Dean's bi. And I'm moving more towards Sam being asexual with this rewatch. I mean. As of where we are now. All I'm saying, this rewatch stands out more. He's the one with all the. Okay, we're not going to argue about this right now. We're not there yet. It's only season two, episode we five. We accept you all unless you think Dean's straight. Yeah. Fuck if you, you think Dean is straight, contact me so mm-hmm. I can tell you you're wrong. So that they can wait under your bed, yeah, and murder you and but pop out.
0: About the event. gay
1: pills. And any why do you keep saying <laughs> that? I don't, I don't even know, even know what that Jordan means. Jordan thought it was about conversion. <laughs>
0: no, I, I didn't it think was it was about oh, conversion.
1: Okay.
0: <laughs> I just brought it there. <laughs> we um, I wanna. Okay, anyway. Scene. Yes. So
1: the next scene is actually when Dean says Max was a psycho and th- it's during that that or maybe it's the next day. It's it's near enough. Yeah. that they talk about what the Yellow eyed Demon's plans are mm-hmm. for the special children, mm-hmm. and it really boils down to the last like couple of lines of that conversation. Even though Sam has like a whole rant, poor little baby, I would be like that too. Just saying, mm-hmm. where he, he is essentially saying that he thinks he's going to be pushed into being a murderer. Yeah, and Dean's like, no way, like that's re- mm-hmm. fucking ridiculous. And he's like, well, we spend every day killing things, so is it that different? Yeah. And it's another really important beat.
0: I really liked the scene. My favorite part of that is the eye contact between the two of them. Yeah. There's like that language of like, Sam being like, I'm worried. And then Dean being like, oh no, he's actually worried. Dean being looking away like, oh no, I'm worried too. Yeah. It's just like there's so yeah. much uncertainty. I love and I, that. And I
1: think whenever Dean seems even slightly concerned, it whips Sam up a yeah. lot. Because of what we were talking about in the previous episode, Dean deals with negative emotions and big emotions by compartmentalizing mm-hmm. and finding something to distract himself with and being physical and not communicating. So when he does communicate even a little bit of concern, it then is like, ah, <laughs> For poor little Sam. Yeah. And I love how in this, this is something that comes up pretty much every time it's just the two of them. And I feel like that's sometimes how it is in real life. Where when you're alone with someone and you're both dealing with something, it it keeps coming up. Like, you can't escape and someone keeps saying something wrong. So I do like that consistency. I will say, during this scene, Dean is a lot better about maintaining, like, a casual tone. When he says the thing about you've always been a freak, it you can tell it does feel very like, oh, fuck. Like, I yeah. need to mm-hmm. say something to make that better because that wasn't cool. But here, he actually seems sincere, I think, yeah. when he says there's no way you could become a killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting thing about that, thinking in terms, again, of previous episodes in Bloodlust gordon tells dean specifically that he is a killer yeah and dean doesn't really disagree but so i like to see that comparison there where mm-hmm. dean doesn't argue with the fact that maybe he's a killer or could be a killer but but for his brother but for sam he's like no way
0: yeah true and then there's like holy those things deserve it yeah. line because this show does have like a there i think
1: he says they're asking for it they're even. asking for it mm-hmm. yeah
0: Yeah, because this show has, like, an obsession with everyone getting their comeuppance. I think before we meet Andy, we meet Tracy and... Yeah,
1: they're at the coffee house. Weber, yes. Who is handsome weems, but we don't know that yet. Yeah. Tracy really reminds me of... What is the secretary at the police station in Twin Peaks? Oh, Mm. her name's leaving
0: me, but yeah, curly blonde hair.
1: Huge blonde hair. Yeah. I think part of it is because Andy's name is Andy and she has a similar Um, pitch to her voice. Yeah. I love her because she seems so sweet and, like, it's very nice to them. But then she's still a boss woman with the other workers. So I just, we get some balance in a female. I'll take it. Lucy. 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 Tracy really reminds me of Lucy from Twin Peaks who works the desk. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. She's just very sweet even though she's sort of she's in control of the situation. She's very like feminine and I love her like cute high pitched voice. Mm -hmm. And I love the two of them together aesthetically her and Andy mm-hmm. i think there's something that just feels so perfectly late 90s about like her mid calf mm-hmm. floral dress yeah uh with like the couple of necklaces and the kind of chunky shoes and then he's got all of the different like he's got the band tee and all of like the the layers of stupid ugly wooden necklaces, necklaces. Yeah. Yeah. and yeah just just very grunge i'm into yeah. it yeah they're just both like sweethearts like that pinch your cheek uh, andy mm-hmm. andy i love him so much and I, like i don't normally get this attached to like little side characters yeah. but i just fucking love And when he shows up in the dragon robe, and was it a dragon? I thought it might have been a tiger on the back. Oh, I thought it was a red dragon on the back. Well, it was orange and long and twisty. Yeah, it was iconic. so, I guess we talked about their outfits a little bit, but mm-hmm. let's talk some more about his fashion there. I love the fucking robe. Yes. The fact that he has paired it with enormous sweatpants. and oh, honestly, I thought they were khakis. They're sweatpants. No, they're oh. sweatpants. And he's wearing, like, straight up, like, Ugg slippers. Yeah. I swear to God. Yes. I'm um, just like, what a vibe. Yeah. Like, go, go you, honestly.
0: True. If we, like... Mm-hmm. We had talked about our check-in possibly being, like, what we would do if we had, like, Andy's powers. And I was, like, yeah. probably walk around like Andy. Like, yeah. That's, w- that's why we didn't
1: talk about it. Because, like, same. I would literally just be doing the same fucking shit as him. Yeah. yeah I would just, like, free coffee and clothes. Yeah. That's no, all. And, like, use it to get out of my student loan debt. Yes. <laughs> yeah. People
0: would be, like, oh, you're, like, out in sweatpants? Like, you can't eat in this restaurant. I'm, like, no, this is hote. This is haute couture.
1: Incredible. Yeah.
0: No, uh, his he was a vibe. Andy was a vibe for sure.
1: And I love how we are expecting him to be the villain, and so when he goes up to get the car, I expect like this douchebag. And he goes up to Dean, and he's like, "Nice car," and they chat about it. He's like, "Yeah, can can I have it?" He, I love that he recognizes the year, and yeah. he's yeah. like, oh, it's one of the best years for the Impala, yeah. meaning that he, he like, actually is knowledgeable about it or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. I do love that he's, like, so disarming that mm-hmm. Dean is literally disarmed. He takes his yeah. hand off of his gun in his jacket, and that's Yay. even before Andy. Before
0: he uses the powers. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah and, like. It's a 20 charisma. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. With talent points in Persuasion yeah. Yeah. as well.
0: Well, I just like... What I like about Andy, whoever wrote this episode, there was just a... Edlund. Edlund, yeah. There was just a real attention to detail,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I kind of wish like a lot of the other like characters like him would have in this show. Yeah, yeah.
1: and like props to the actor who plays mm-hmm. him yeah. as well. Like He was really good at a wide range of emotions, and mm-hmm. I thought he was super believable like honestly during the scene where he's arguing with sam i thought jared was a little lackluster in comparison Mm -hmm. yeah to be honest yeah he reminds me of the guy from man seeking woman because he's just like that kind of goofy happy like nice guy but definitely has more rage oh the
0: um in, like, all the Seth Rogen movies and stuff. and he's
1: from, um... Is it ba- Barshell?
0: Barshell. Yeah. That, I think that's and right. And he
1: does the How to you Train Your Dragon movies. Right. This guy has a similar vibe. Right, right, right. As opposed to last episode's Nice Guy Neil, Ugh. Andy is... A kind and yeah. genuine person. True. Well,
0: and he, like, makes a point, too, to, like, be like, I don't use, like, my powers on yeah. women, or at least on Tracy.
1: Yeah. Which, like... It, they sort of leave it up to you to decide mm-hmm. if he used his powers on the person he had clearly just slept with.
0: So, yeah, for me... But
1: he does seem... Like, he doesn't use his powers for anything yeah. other than convenience mm-hmm. and not being in trouble with the law. I have a hard time feeling like he would I- take advantage of someone's consent in yeah. that kind of a way. And he probably just did some really awesome favor for her, is my yeah. thought. Or he just, yeah. like, was his goofy-ass self. <laughs> yeah. Like- well,
0: because, like, especially everyone in the town is like, we love Andy mm-hmm. when yeah. like, he's not there. And we've seen with Dean that the powers wear away yeah yeah yeah
1: and to add on to that andy seems to really care about other people mm-hmm. yes like when he finds out that dr jenkins is dead he's really distraught yes mm-hmm. also how can you not love him when dean looks into his abode of a van and is like magnificent yeah. yeah Dean has a l- l- little bowl. crush yeah the disco ball bong, hanging beads yeah he he says Moby Dick's bong yeah it was truly enormous I was thinking like you couldn't sit it upright in the van it would have to be like stretched out yeah I mean Maybe he does, like, lean it into his lap a little bit. I bet so. But, yeah, like, all the very Mm stoner-vibe wool blankets and the wooden bead Mm -hmm. curtain and the big tiger going on in there. Yeah, and on top of all this stuff, we do also know that Andy is smart. They make a point to include that, or at least that he thinks a lot about the human condition, Um, because he has a few books of philosophy in the back of his van as well by Hegel, Kant, and Wittgenstein. Um, I'm only familiar with Kant out of those. I've only Mm -hmm. taken like a very basic philosophy course in in school. But in that way, it does remind me a little bit of the vibe that we get from Dean, where he he is goofing off a lot of the time Mm -hmm. and acts like things aren't necessarily super important but then we do get reminded relatively frequently that he actually is very smart and i would be pissed if this guy was the type that just had like philosophy books laying around but then he also quotes start Wars, so i'm like he has balance and just genuinely seems interested in shit yeah balance yeah. in the force you might say
0: yes balance in the force dying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he does seem like the type of guy who like Reads philosophy for himself, and he's not like Mm -hmm. on a Tinder date quoting philosophy at an obviously uninterested girl.
1: Right. Those are the worst. I think it's interesting how determined Dean is that Andy is innocent Mm -hmm. in this situation. And I think, like, our gut instinct is to say, well, it's just because he's super determined to. Convince himself mm-hmm. that nothing bad is going to happen to Sam, or that Sam won't do anything bad in the future. Mm-hmm. But I also just, based on that interaction that they have, wonder if he really was just quickly judging his character. Sure. Yeah, based on what they knew about him and everything.
0: Yeah, he did seem to like just genuinely and, yeah. like
1: him. Yeah. And directly after this, we find out that he's not the person. Right. Because the woman lights herself on fire. And I have major beef with this. Yeah. Oh. Because while I already have beef with a black man being the one who is perpetrating a crime, even though he's the one who's like...
0: And we see get murdered twice or yes, kill himself twice. But
1: he, we don't physically see him until he's on the ground after the bus. And he's not like visibly injured, luckily, because that would be horrific. We, it is still his body, though. We do see his body. But I'm know. way more okay with that than watching this woman... Self-immolate. Self-immolate. And watching her burn, and I think so many fucking times in the show we don't watch the men get injured, which is fine. Like, we don't always need to see that. Sure. But then to have the woman literally watching her flail around as she burns, like, that is horrific. And just their level of being okay with showing violence against women and only violence against women. Right. Pisses me off so much. I was so angry here. Right. I was honestly really, really aggravated with how much they showed of Doc dying. Yes, like same. they didn't show when he shot himself in the head, but they did show him getting run the fuck over by yeah. that bus. See I did And ragdolling. Be- and then they show you okay. his dead body and i think there is a problem in media not just mm-hmm. like showing you know black men as violent mm-hmm. but desensitizing us to their bodies after they have yes. died and, and mm-hmm. it just is really i don't know very uncomfortable this one i think because i know how much uh getting hit by a car going that speed would damage your body it felt to me way less realistic when they show his body so not as like jarring and no yeah no i definitely there there is definitely something way more intense about watching someone burn to death i don't disagree yeah i just think like i i just have a different different issue with it oh i and i'm fine with that i get it i just think because like his body couldn't have looked like that after sure. that that to me it just felt like like a crimes like how they show crime scenes in other shows sure 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 but i get why you have an issue with that i'm just
0: like <laughs> yeah i guess like moms are just kindling in this fucking tv oh show gosh.
1: right yeah that was something else that i thought about too the fact that like there's the big deal made mm-hmm. about how Andy's adoptive mom was killed in the fire. Yeah. Versus his twin's adoptive mom wasn't. But then he does choose to burn their biological mom. Yeah. Which felt really insidious. Yeah. Considering the other circumstances.
0: Well, especially like I'm kind of confused. Because we're starting, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but we're starting to build a little bit of narrative around here around mm-hmm. the yellow eyed demon where like mm-hmm. there's hints of the story around the quote unquote special mm-hmm. children and then like, having a plan. But like there's been no hints about why he's only lighting their mothers on fire, yes. mm-hmm. which is like very strange. And um, and
1: only some of them yeah. yearn at the end of this. And if it turned out he was lighting some of the fathers on fire, I'd be like, well, that's horrible, but... Yeah, it's just like he's
0: choosing a parent, but...
1: Yeah, but when it's just the mothers or no one, I'm like, what the actual fuck are they doing?
0: There's been... Like, this show already kind of has, like, a weird thing with motherhood. Like, the very first episode, it's about, like, a mom drowning her children. Oh, my God. I don't know. It just can be a little strange.
1: Kripke? Kripke. Do you have a therapist? Because I think you might need one. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You may need a few.
0: After the van bong, I did want to talk about that we did get a when they were kind of like staking out for Andy and the Impala. And they were again like talking about food. So I am starting to see that that is like a theme.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Food does come up.
0: Yeah. Complaining about having to eat like gas station microwaved food.
1: Yeah. I love when they give details about their life on the road like that. Yeah. Like because they probably have a ton of grapes, like even washing clothes and stuff like that is such a big deal. I do love that. Well, especially too, too. because their job is really physical. Things start to smell when they sit in the car too. Yeah. Yeah. Like people get oh, yeah. really stale in the car, so And just like the air itself. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: It's too bad they didn't have Planet Fitness back True. then. Because they're everywhere. You buy one membership and you can have like you can shower in most Anywhere. cities. Well
1: you'd have to get you'd have to get the special one. The black Be- card. But it's only twenty bucks yeah and for scammers
0: and you can bring a guest so they only have to pay one fee. true
1: true true. good point that's Mm. a good idea
0: not that I want to advertise for any company oh yeah (laughs) sorry Um, (laughs) no
1: this is like (laughs) give us money and we will (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah give us money
1: yeah like planet fitness if you want to pay for us to shout you out sure but like we're talking about how to like take advantage of a system so oh, that it's easy to keep yourself and your shit clean oh, yes. <laughs> is what we're saying like not an advertisement it's unless true. planet fitness is paying us and we're also like scam them use your scammer <laughs> yeah card. no seriously but- like fuck fucking corporations man we get such a nice moment, too. It's such a weird contrast because we get the woman literally on fire. We get this, like, really, really sweet heart-to-heart moment with Andy and Sam while they're waiting for Dean to follow the fire truck, and it's just, like, a really wholesome moment. Yeah, I and I think it's so interesting how Andy seems so resistant to the idea that mm-hmm. Sam has psychic powers too despite yeah. the fact that he can like fucking mind control people True. and he just did it to them and yeah. when he mind controlled dean to tell him the truth and he literally could not lie dean was straight up like yeah we hunt demons and monsters <laughs> and ghosts and he did not seem to bat an True. eye at that but he's like you having psychic powers nah
0: i love the force truth trope
1: Mm -hmm. in tv shows oh yeah it's one of my favorites
0: especially in a show like this where no one tells the truth
1: right and in fact lying is so pivotal to their characters
0: Uh, it was fun
1: and i hate love that this is literally men are bonding over females murders um (laughs) oh my
0: god i like let out an internal laugh when they're like the vision, time to save her, and then rrr and they're like, guess not. And I was just like,
1: Well Dean runs after Yeah, guess not. And they're like, Oh guess not, we'll just chill and like have a bro moment. Well, okay. He wasn't trying to chill and have a bro moment for yeah. It boss. just happened, but just tone wise the shift between the two images of yeah. Lady literally on fire.
0: conflagrated
1: And then hey. I have a damaged life, too. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting, too, because Sam usually has these visions pretty far Mm -hmm. in advance of the death, I think. You know, depending. True. And then that one seemed to happen as she was actually lighting herself on fire. It's because she's not a woman that they can have sex with. Jesus, Allie. You don't need the women they they don't have sex with to live. Well, they saved Max Miller's stepmom aunt zelda
0: true she was Maybe kind of they got it though. on after
1: yeah true. <laughs> no they they ali don't I'm even kidding. joke about that no, leaving aunt zelda alone oh but aunt zelda is my favorite that's a lie i like Hilda more she was more fun why are you doing these faces <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you're just all show. over
1: the place i don't understand <laughs> your brain right now
0: <laughs> <laughs> so after their like quote-unquote bro moment that's when they kind of make the connection about being adopted and that he may have had a brother. That's when they, if I'm remembering correctly, are like, hey, we should, we can't get these records. They're sealed. And then Andy's like, they're sealed. Ha ha ha. No problem for Andy.
1: I, I think he's like, oh, fuck that or yeah. something. Yeah. I forget what the actual line is because this is not swear natural. Yeah. It's where natural i want that version right but yeah basically that i love the fucking the star wars quote is so cute oh my gosh i love how they get such a good scene with andy lines yeah like we get the star wars and then they go there and he's like i have an evil twin it's not excited he's more like <laughs> he's more like i have an evil twin but just yeah. the cliche and i'm like i love how he's. here's this the out.
0: thing can we Talk, talk a little bit about the evil twin and how much I love this. It's so hammy. We find out that Weber is actually Ansem, Ansem, Weems, Weems, Ansem Weems,
1: Ansem Ween, Wiener, Ansem Wiener,
0: Ansem Wiener,
1: (laughs) Ansem Weenie. (laughs) And
0: first, I just want to say, like, if you name your child Ansem, he's gonna be evil. So, just a warning to anyone who's thinking about parenting. Don't
1: name your child the 80s ski villain. No, don't. But
0: second, the idea of taking the duality of, like, good versus evil in, like, oneself, and then literally creating twins, like, the evil twin trope, to, like, watch it play out in real time, I love it. It feels so telenovela.
1: Okay, but the thing is, it also doesn't to me like you can see that they're doing that Yes. but the dialogue is so good Mm -hmm. and the two actors worked so well together that you I I kind of forgot for a moment that they were literally doing evil twins as a projection of a possible future for Sam Winchester I was like you know you're so in the moment of it yeah it's so realistic that it takes you out of it so you get the fun of like I can't fucking believe they're doing this, but also the I'm buying into it. Oh, I yeah. love it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fantastic. I I do also like that it's twins because because of Star Wars. Yes. true.
0: Because
1: Luke true. and Leia are twins. Although they do both turn Spoilers. out to be good. What? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like like on the on the Jedi side and not the Sith, but it's I, still something that crossed mm-hmm. my mind while watching it. I gotta Jasper shut the fuck up. That's rare. <laughs> I'm impressed. Don't interrupt me!
0: Oh, my God. So, can we talk about the vision in the mm-hmm. next scene where we see Tracy in a fucking white dress? It's night
1: a, night It's a slip. Yes. Yeah.
0: But still, I'm yes. like, do they just have a room of fucking white nightgowns yes. and dresses?
1: I understand why they're doing it. It just also sucks. It's like... We talked about this a few episodes Mm -hmm. ago. Jess had to have the white muumuu because Mary had the white muumuu. Yes. And in this episode, Tracy is the Jess. Yes. Yes. To Andy's Sam. So... She has to, like, when her life is endangered mm-hmm. by the demonic element, she has to be, we have to have that visual cue because otherwise we're not going to get it because we're a stupid audience.
0: I should be thankful that we didn't get his mom dying in a white dress. Just pulls out and covers herself in gasoline in her white oh. nightie during, <laughs> like, the day.
1: <laughs> At the gas station Instead, casually. she wore a sensible pantsuit. Yes. Yes. Um, That's true. We get one woman not in that. I will say... At least her slip was in line with contemporary fashion at the time. Yes. I still hated it. No, I hate it. I'm because just saying. All the other times she's in other stuff, and it just feels so fucking out of place for well, that character. It, again, it's a slip. It was her underwear, yeah. essentially. Yeah, but like how she got to that point that she's in that, it just felt like so unnecessary. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was totally unnecessary. Yes. He was literally going to sexually assault her yes. and then make her kill herself. Yeah. But like I agree that you know, adding the layer of sexual violence on top of it was really not necessary. Yep. Um and I'm glad that they, they didn't fully go there. Oh my I'm, gosh. I'm really, really relieved. But still. Since we're talking about that mm-hmm. scene, I think it's really disturbing how Ansem or Weber, or whatever, it has this deep emphasis on keeping his victims calm. Yeah. Yes. Like he tells her not to cry and then repeatedly tells her that she needs to remind herself that everything is okay. Yeah. And then you're thinking back, like, oh, like that's what Doc mm-hmm. had been saying and that's what the mom was mm-hmm. saying um, before she lit herself on fire. They were both like, it's fine. But I think in this one, too, we see that's not calm for them, really. Because no, it's she for sees him. through it. Yeah. And it's all visually calm for him. And I think that's so interesting. It shows us how horrific he is. Well, the thing yeah. is, is
0: we could have got that with her standing on the ledge saying, it's okay. Yeah, like, true. It's to have scenes like that. It's to create a villain. Like, we mm. have to be rooting for him to get murdered. But, mm. like, they've already done that through the death of Doc. And their mother, like... I
1: disagree, because we haven't seen him characterized. Yeah.
0: We've and seen... And we
1: didn't hear the phone calls. Correct. We've only seen the murders detached from him as a villain. So we need that scene to establish him as someone who is hateful and evil. Yeah. And I love... I think he does such a fucking good job of going from evil to, like, kind of deranged, but then to, like, joking with his brother. Right. Right. Um, He's like, it's my family, not yours. You can't touch them, bullshit. And then he convinces her with his mind. And his brother's like, Andy. Without speaking, to be Yeah. Clear. And his brother, Andy,'s like, how did you do that? And he goes, practice, bro.
0: He says the word bro like three times. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> and I like lost it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting how he is so genuinely mm-hmm. attached to Andy. Mm-hmm. Like, when he's not there. Um, and he's just talking to Tracy in the car. He's talking about how great Andy is the yeah. whole time. Yeah. It's very, very creepy. Obsessive. Yeah. And we get such a good exposition quote. I wrote it down for all of us. Uh huh. And I, I just connected his parts. When they're asking like why he didn't just have a drink with his brother, he says, he didn't let me. The man with the yellow eyes. He came to me in a dream. He told me I was special. That I was destined for great things. We both are. So I just wanted to quote that. No, so, Thank like, you. Pivotal. Thank you, Allie.
0: What I kind of like is we were a little bit swerved here mm-hmm. because in the beginning when he's like, Andy is such a cool guy at the beginning of the episode. It's after that montage of Andy going around town, people giving him stuff, yes. the cute girl waving at him. And then right. it cuts to, yeah, him. And we're like, oh, everyone just loves Andy. He's such a lovable guy because mm-hmm. we're expecting like a monster. And right. then at the end you find out, oh, no, there's like it's this strange relationship yeah. that he's actually talking through. It was very interesting.
1: Yeah. And like that there's another player in the mix that we didn't realize. Yeah. Um, Cause not that no- Anson isn't a monster. Like he clearly is a monster, <laughs> but then right. there's more going on. And I, I love those times. Those are my favorite moments in shows and books and whatever. When it's like, you realize it's a bigger picture than you thought. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Yeah, this episode really is one of those. Fantastic. To be a little less like serious for a moment, mm-hmm. I do want to mention when it cuts to like nighttime did did y'all notice like the music during that at all it was the sort of it was a sort of like we're gonna go do the action thing music but it straight up sounded like it was off the soundtrack of like mass effect 2 yeah oh my god ben's been playing those yeah the most obnoxious yeah that's what i'm saying i was like what the fuck why the fuck we in mass effect right now
0: After that is where we have the gunshot noise. Oh my gosh. And then we find out that Andy has shot Ansom.
1: Right. This is one of the moments that actually gets me every time I see it. Yeah.
0: Cuz like, I first surprises second, you.
1: Yeah, I really think it's Dean and it's and just knowing Andy did it and seeing his face yeah this part i put great fucking performances by and then underlined everyone right yeah me,
0: like the heartbreaking moment wasn't the gunshot it was like him waving to tracy <gasps> yeah after. yeah and her
1: looking away yeah, yeah. oh my gosh I, will say, I understand though yeah wow. absolutely yeah because how can you then trust that person yeah and and not even just the fact that he had to use, like, his powers to mm-hmm. keep her from hurting herself or mm-hmm. others in that moment. But the fact that his connection to someone else mm-hmm. brought her into physical harm yes. in that way. Yeah, that's trauma you, most people can't get through. Right, correct. And uh, still be with that person. Right,
0: I complain about this show not giving us, like, a definitive ending Mm. a lot and kind of leaving it open-ended. And this is one of the few times I really like that they did that. Yeah. Because it's, like, the whole thing is same as, like, am I a monster? Like, Mm. am I capable of killing? And, like... Andy was a great guy he was a good person and he was capable of killing when he had to
1: right exactly and I love how specifically we get the quotes you don't have to be alone in this from Sam to Andy but then Dean says you be good Andy or we'll be back but then as soon as they get in the car it switches and Sam's like see even he did it I'm destined to be a killer and Dean's like no you're a hero and so I love how in front of
0: He's a hero, right? Andy. Yeah. Oh. Not Sam. Well, yeah. this is... Correct. Yeah, in
1: the car when they're talking to just the two of them. And I love how in front of others it completely flips. Yeah, which is actually why I think... That Andy in this moment is both Sam and Dean's yes. potential future. Mm-hmm. It's not just the potential for Sam to become a killer, it's the potential for yeah. Dean to have to intercede. Mm-hmm. And yes. I think that that moment is the expression of both of their worst fears. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, I really liked the parallel of the two brothers mm-hmm. against each other after the tension of this episode.
1: Right. And then on top of that, Ansem William's whole thing about him and Andy being separated was was that he had to be alone. Mm -hmm. And this is so similar to the way we end Nightmare with Max Miller, Mm -hmm. where it really highlights that Sam has benefited from Dean's presence during his childhood and young adult life. Mm -hmm. And that is something that's really keeping him more stable than some of the other special children. Yeah, and these are, like, my absolute favorite type of parallels. It, like, some of them are so fucking stead- set in stone that it's boring. Uh-huh. Like, this one, when it transitions between which brother and, like, right. h- how you view them based on who's viewing them. Like, this yes. is so well done. And this one is one episode where I'm like, it is fucking intentional. I know it was. Right. And they executed well, which, yes. honestly, in this right. doesn't happen often. I think in, in the first season, In the for first sure. season, no. Season two is excellent. Yes, and I will say ninety percent of the episodes in this season feel about this good to me. And I think they feel intentional. The first season, like I feel, that's what I mean. They stumbled upon some things, or I justify it. But this one, I'm like, no, they knew what they were fucking doing. Like I'm impressed by the change, which is fair. Like a lot of shows have rough first seasons, but I'm glad to see some progress. Not with racism or misogyny, though. Not yet.
0: I like that um, when we get back to Roadhouse, mm-hmm. we're getting real music. We're playing a Soundgarden song.
1: Yes. I actually thought the Soundgarden choice was a really good choice because that is a song of that time period when it's airing, yeah. but it also fits into the aesthetic yeah. that's been built up both visually and with other sounds. It's a really, really good choice. Yes. And it Operated. happens to be one of the few Soundgarden songs that <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is the first time I've noticed them choose a song that fits time period and, like, tone-wise. Right, I yeah. I so excited. Right.
0: We end the scene with the voice talking to Ellen. I will say, like, yeah. even though this is one of Ellen's few speaking lines, she's had a lot of characterization this oh episode. Gosh. Ellen
1: is a very strong character, I will say. Yeah. Whether you like her or not, you know, she has a lot of personality. Mm-hmm. And it really comes through even when she doesn't have a lot of speaking lines. Even in Bloodlust, she only had a couple of lines on the phone. And Mm -hmm. you could really learn a lot about her from just Mm -hmm. those few lines. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: I love this scene with her because she is reminding them that they're part of a larger community. Yeah. Which is something that they're really only discovering because John has kept them so isolated throughout their childhood. And honestly, I think it's the first moment she accepts them into it, even because she had been so abrasive with them and like even joe had been like yeah my mom doesn't like you or your family and in this moment she's calling them out and it looks so aggressive and you think she's gonna be like pushing them away and then she says the words us together And it's for the first time there's that sense of community they get or any support and, like, my heart melts. Yeah, this is a moment I want to talk about in terms of a scene that feels like it's about queer identity. This scene feels like a coming out because there's so much banking on Mm. Sam being honest about himself about this thing Mm -hmm. that could be perceived as bad or dangerous by his community Mm -hmm. and like the fear of rejection and Mm -hmm. violence is very very justified Mm -hmm. and a lot hinges on ellen's acceptance or rejection in the same kind of way coming out as lgbt plus whatever blah blah blah. i hate the acronym coming out as queer (laughs) (laughs) i'm allowed to say that i'm a fucking dyke whatever acronym stupid I think it's so interesting that you see it as coming out because I saw it as a queer moment, but not coming out. Mm. I saw it as a found family moment oh no that too absolutely yeah, absolutely like, like so many times like you're built in this community that you're naturally around growing up and then you're isolated from it but later you might find that there are groups within that larger community yeah that do accept you as you are in a healthy way found family is another one of my favorite tropes yeah so I yeah was so excited. absolutely yeah
0: i definitely think both are correct i agree with both i'm also a little bit of a opposition of Ellen and John where John is always, you know, secret secrets. And then Ellen is like, cut the bullshit. No secrets. No. Yeah, truth. I absolutely.
1: Like point. I didn't think about that. That's a really good point. Yeah. I think you also can see a tie between Dean and Ellen's characters yes. here. Ooh. When Dean and Sam come into the roadhouse and she sits them down to talk, she sends Joe away. Yeah. She's shielding her from yeah. that. And during this whole episode, And in this scene as well, Dean is encouraging Sam to keep their business Mm -hmm. to their business because he is afraid of Sam meeting violence and trying to shield him from that. The same way that Mm -hmm. Ellen is shielding Joe from this situation. It's like we see good parenting and I want to cry. Yeah. I want to talk briefly before we wrap up and move on to our other segments about that throwaway line when Sam confronts Dean about the fact that when he was forced to tell the truth by Andy that Dean said that he was scared that Sam could be pushed to do something violent in the future even if he didn't think that that would happen now and Dean was like that doesn't count he says it's like being roofied doesn't count and I think Unlike the previous episode with the throwaway line about being high Mm -hmm. and earlier in the episode with him being impressed with the bong and, you know, Andy's offhanded comment about wanting a Vicodin when he's having to deal with stress. This moment is not a playful moment of drug use that is an act of violence yeah. on someone and what the doesn't count is implying is a date rape that follows yeah. it so it just really i'm like oh my fucking god like that's so dark to just yeah. throw in there and not talk about like yeah. what the fuck <laughs> i was so offended at first and while i still think it is like a horrible line and like not an ideal it definitely feels like to me when someone says too much and you read into their past and yeah. to me it feels like something dean has gone through no exactly that's what i'm saying yeah, yeah why it feels yeah. really dark to me as someone who has experienced oh, yeah. a lot of trauma yeah and like it's very familiar with the word vomit thing mm-hmm. that happens when you're still working through it where you're just like ah let's joke about getting sexually assaulted Woo. Yeah. like That reads that way. Yeah, because at first I was like, Dean, that's like so fucked up. And then I went, like, for a split second. And then I went, oh no. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, at first I had the exact same, like, Vista Mm -hmm. response. I'm like, oh, this is like the nastiest, lowest form of like locker room humor. And then I was like, oh, wait, but Dean, what are you saying? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, because that was where my head went Mm -hmm. is to the offhanded mentions of drug use in this Mm -hmm. episode. And I was like, Ugh, very sad. Also, like, ugh, did we need this? Again, I'm sorry I keep saying, like, do we need this in this episode? I wish that throwaway comment was not in there tarnishing this. Right. For yeah. pr- really good episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think, like, it does unintentionally add depth of character. Yeah. Yeah. I just have to wonder what the thought process behind adding that line yeah. is. Since it's mm-hmm. not unpacked in any capacity, and I think the intention, if we could know it, which we can't, I think that would change my perspective on it too. Right, because probably. If, if it's building character death, I can justify it. But if it's not, I- uh, it's just the way he phrases it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What he's saying is, if you are roofied and someone does something to you while you're roofied, mm-hmm. it doesn't count as the thing happening. Yeah. Which sounds like coming from the perspective of someone who has been date raped. Absolutely, yeah. I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah, and it feels like when you justify something so much in your head that that becomes your standard. Like, to me, it reads like, this is his standard of justification, and he doesn't see how fucked up that line is. Right, right. But it tells us a lot about how he's processed things. Right, and we know that he doesn't process things very well. well. <laughs> when he's not... Mm-hmm. physically lashing out or focusing yeah. on something in particular he does make everything into a joke True. True. My, my poor little dean yeah. my sweet yeah. idiot boy
0: oof <laughs>
1: oof the last thing I want to say for real this time <laughs> because I forgot somehow um, just really distracted by the throwaway line yeah. I guess very dark is that it fucking grinds my gears so hard that they were just like, later, Andy, deal with it. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, why didn't they take him along? Like, with the emphasis on isolation driving you to be your worst self and support systems being what really holds you together, not just between Sam and Dean, but then doubling down on it by adding in Alan and Joe to their little family at the end. Why the fuck did they leave Andy there? And from a writing perspective, I understand it's probably because he has mind control and they're worried about it making everything too easy. But you can still make that complicated. Yeah, You can still find ways to do that.
0: Well, here was my thing, because I was like, Why don't they bring him along? He has such good chemistry with everyone. I'm like, could you imagine him living at the roadhouse
1: with everyone? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's funny you say that because when my mom watched this episode, she called me and she was like, why did they leave Andy behind? Even if they weren't going to take him along on their hunts, they could have brought him to the roadhouse. Mm-hmm. That was the first thing she said. And then she was like, I wanted him to become best friends with Ash. Yes, that would be such a good dynamic. I know. Us. I was like, your mind. I love you.
0: It was just like, yeah, it, but he got Sam's cell phone number.
1: Yeah, that's it. Just like, uh, call me if anything yeah. comes up. Like, what the fuck?
0: I <laughs> will say um, the thing about Andy is... I think the difference between Andy and Ansem is um, Ansem talked about being alone. Andy seemed to have, like, a really strong sense of community.
1: That's true. He Yeah, mm-hmm. he did have a lot of friends. He was very gregarious.
0: Yes. Because, like, even... um. But still. Yeah.
1: But then living in that society, too, after all that trauma. Like, yeah. After he just had to kill someone. Mm-hmm. And the person who matters to him the most yeah, it is completely rejecting him now. Like, I can't imagine how fucking isolating that would be.
0: Yeah, he can go be naked and do cocaine with Ash.
1: Please. Yeah, like, what the fuck? I don't, like, that just, they did him dirty. They did. Like, just drop him off at the roadhouse and he can hang out and do enormous bong rips. Yay! I'm
0: gonna be really sad if he's not a recurring character. Because they put too much emphasis on him for him not to be
1: i'm not going to talk about that Uh okay um but yeah well andy missed opportunity yeah definitely definitely missed opportunity not at least taking him along for a couple of episodes and i would justify it in like oh the writers aren't like as flexible this is a show that's like well planned ahead of time but then we know other main characters have come in just because of like weird shit that happened outside of it so mm-hmm. i can't justify it fuck you but also i love you Edlund. you're a great writer okay now i'm running for the fan fiction. all right i do. apologize fanfic fanfic <laughs> so this one is a genfic it's rated t no slash going on it's called the swift hounds of lusa by Skidizzle Ross. Skidizzle. Skidizzle. Summary. This is an AU. The okay. yellow eyed demon has lucked out with a bumper crop this time around. At age eight, Andy Gallagher ordered his father to back down. Sam Winchester was showing empathy at four. And at seven, anson Weems suggested his mother let the paring knife slip just a little. Now in their 21st year, their numbers are on a bloody decline. Andy Gallagher has problems of his own, and it's not just the murder scene with his fingerprints all over it, and the pair of fake FBI agents on his tail. He has to kill his brother after all, and no one else can do it. The tags on this are Andy, Ansem, Sam, Dean, and the yellow-eyed demon. The actual name of it, but I don't want to say it out loud because of Jordan. Additional tags are Psychic Sam, Sam Winchester's Gemonic Powers, The Special Children, and AU canon Divergence. And I am really interested in this because I think Andy is a really Mm -hmm. cool character that was extremely underutilized. Mm -hmm. I think the whole Special Children plot was extremely underutilized, and I know I'm not alone in that opinion. I just wish there was more. Of all the fanfics you've had, that one sounds the most interesting to me.
0: Yeah, I I like the idea. I guess this must be an episode that really resonated with Mm -hmm. people if they're building whole AUs off of it, so that's really cool. You know, it's funny
1: that you say that because I went digging around looking Mm -hmm. for fic that branched off of this episode or off of Andy, and it was honestly pretty hard to find things. I did find a few crack fics. I found some... (laughs) andy gabriel slash which was hilarious to me i did find some andy ash which i thought was funny nice i ship it i you know honestly i'm a little more into dean ash but mm.
0: i feel like ash gets around
1: yeah oh yeah oh my god yeah Ash does that boy's doors a opportunities yeah. he just opens them oh my god yeah but we know that he opens doors yeah, no, it actually was really difficult. And I think part of that probably speaks to the viewership culture at the time. True. I know I wasn't watching, uh, and neither were all when this was airing. Mm-hmm. But um, my understanding is that whenever it deviated too far outside of just the brothers doing things, people got a little upset. Mm-hmm. Although mostly I think that had to do with romance. But I don't know. Someone who's more well versed in the fandom culture at the time should send us an email or a DM. All right. Rating? Ratings. Let's do it.
0: Honestly, this is probably one of my favorite episodes thus far of the series. I'm going to give it a 5 out of 5 Moby Dick bongs.
1: Incredible. Such a good one. I'm going to give it 4.5 out of 5. I have to take a half point mm. because I'm really upset about the way that woman was showed on fire. Thing. Yeah. It was so unnecessary. Um, so I'll give it 4.5 out of 5. Dramatic pan to the ceiling where there's suddenly a sink and then flash to Sam in front of his sink. That's, That's very detail. convoluted <laughs> and I really had to think about it. <laughs> but okay similar reasons i'm gonna take off a little bit i'm gonna give it a 4.75 out of 5 tiger kimonos Mm. because i think the excessively violent scene with that woman was just well it was excessive and also i really didn't appreciate the way they portrayed that black man dark that's that sweet halloween town man yeah what the fuck like, honestly, n- like, narratively, this mm-hmm. is really, really fucking good. hmm And everything feels so tight. There doesn't feel like there's anything unnecessary mm-hmm. going on. It flew by. Yeah, it flew by. It flew by. It felt like we were only sitting for, like, ten minutes. Mm-hmm. So, Jordan, predictions? What will happen next? Ooh,
0: ooh, 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 ooh. Ah.
1: Now that we have Ellen on the team...
0: Yeah, I'm thinking we're gonna get kind of some squad goals going. Mm. We're gonna get Ellen sitting down with Dean and Sam. They're gonna like try and map out where they think all of the special kids are. Mm. And they're gonna start trying to find them to get to them before the yellow-eyed demon can. I love it. But they're gonna show up and find out that it's not a special kid. It's really a werewolf. And I'm finally gonna
1: (laughs) get my werewolf. I love this. Our
0: special kid <laughs> is a werewolf and it's a werewolf with magical powers.
1: I want this for you oh, so, so bad. bad.
0: Yes. Come in the writer's room. <laughs> Delete it all. I'm coming in. Move out of the way.
1: Honestly, I feel like between your crazy bullshit ideas and my writing skill, we could make it work.
0: Yeah, absolutely. There'd be a lot more werewolves. I'll
1: contribute weird theories. Much appreciated, Alex, about communism. <laughs>
0: I'm down with that.
1: Good. Thanks for tuning in to On the Road with Supernatural. Our theme music was composed by Anthony Ploihar, and special thanks to Sophia Linden for our logo. If you're having fun, hit us up on Tumblr, Instagram, or Twitter at OTR Supernatural, or contact us by email at ontheroadwithsupernatural at gmail.com with any questions or feedback. That's all for today. See you next time in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Bye. Bye. Bye.